jasmine, oolong, green, and white. Long ago, these four teas were skillfully brewed at the Blissful Brew. Then, everything changed when the shop's popularity threatened its existence. All Mr. Okoron, the shop's owner and tea master, could do was to recruit four teenage orphans to learn his trade and staff his shop. A year has passed since the orphans were hired, and although their skills have progressed, they still have a lot to learn before they can brew anything. But I believe that they have the potential to make the Blissful Brew the greatest tea shop in the world. Last time on Benders and Brews, an Avatar Legends podcast. Mika, you've got a big old boss of muddy duck and fish poop water. I want to find a way to put my water into those pots. I'll walk up to the hot leaves and car, just act like I own it, walk up, grab a box. So sure enough, nobody really questions anything that you're doing. You just grab a box. I want to take the two tea boxes. I'll earth bend a cart for them. I'm going to wheel it around building and just catapult them over the hedge maze so with my uh with my crates now in the maze i just nonchalantly walk inside and i take a post up at the hot leaf juice stand you see this woman walking towards your friends who are setting up the booth for the blissful brew well 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 the blissful brew i wasn't expecting to see your company here My name is Madame Yang, owner and CEO of Hot Leaf Juice. I'm sure your boss, Mr. Okoron, probably mentioned me. Can't two companies coexist at the same party? Hmm, well, I suppose we have no choice now, don't we? You suddenly see the familiar face of Mr. Okoron making his way down towards you with a small cart filled with various ingredients. Well, well, well. I was told you would show up eventually. Oh, Madam Yang, it's, uh... Oh, you can say it, you old fool. You're not happy to see me, and believe me, the same can be said for you. No, no, it's, uh, good to see you. We used to study together under a tea master. She was from a wealthy family. I was very passionate from a young age even about tea. Her parents were not happy with the fact that a tea master that they had hired to tutor her were allowing me to sit in on those lessons and also learn. And so they did everything in their power to make sure that I was unable to do so. She stabbed me in the back, fairly literally. (laughs) So I I had to flee, but uh, thankfully that's where I was able to travel around the world and learn the tea skills and arts of so many different cultures and groups. I think it's you who wouldn't understand, given that you're little more than an employee at a dying tea shop after all. And welcome back, everybody, to Benders and Brews, the Avatar Legends real play or actual play podcast. I've heard both ways. I don't know what you guys think as far as that goes, but I hear actual play a lot more, so now I'm feeling a little silly about it that I've said real play this whole time. I don't know. It works either way as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, uh, all that being said, uh, just a quick little bit to our intro here. Uh, Connor, a.k.a. Broccoli, is out for the day. Um, and he, so he was unable to make it, which is okay. See him next time, but that's all right. Because now that he's thrown the tea into the maze, as you might remember from last time. Yeah. 
Um, he's going to uh, just be working away undercover for hot leaf juice for the time being. So that's where we're going to have him at. Um, and by next episode, when he's back, we should see where that ends up taking us. So uh, other than that, let's kick things off with our intro. We got a couple announcements as well along the way. Um, one of which is that we have a Discord now, so uh, if you pull us up on any social media or inside of our episode information, things like that, you should be able to find a link. You can head on over and join our Discord channel. You can talk to some of the cast. I know myself and Cameron, who plays Bill Dorr, uh, we're both on there. So yeah, come on over. Oh, uh, we have our, our voice actress who is voicing Madame Yang and doing a phenomenal job of it. She is also over there, so um, definitely say a hello to her because uh, we're excited to have her as part of the cast. Uh, other than that, yeah, let's let's jump into the intro. So the question for today is, and this one actually comes from our, our voice actress. She goes by Eclectic Wendigo on uh, the Discord channel. And she asked, what animal do you feel, each of you feel like, represents your character? Uh, and we're going to go in the style of Avatar-style animals. So, you know, nothing is just itself. Except for a bear. There is a bear. But other than that, everything is some sort of <laughs> amalgamation of, of two animals or three animals or, you know, some other obscure take. So, uh, Guo, do you want to start us off? Or Dave? Sure thing. This is Guohan, the adamant, playing an earthbender. And I would say Guohan is most like... A top hat squiddle. Ah, the top hat squiddle. Just like our Which, good friend. As some of you who follow the Facebook group may know, is what Dilbert, That's right. who we re refer to as a squid, is actually. So a top hat squiddle is like a turtle crossed with a squid. Like Guohan, he's, you know, he's clever. He can get into the chinks in the enemy's army armor. Um... But also, he's, he's, he's had a bit of a rough past, like I think many of our group have. So he, he can take he can take it, but he can also kind of dish it out. Sure, sure. He's kind of a little bit protective, so he's got that shell that he might hide within. Right. Oh, all right, all right. I like it, I like it. Bringing it back to good old Dilbert, who we all know and love. Um, Bill Dord, you got one... Uh, you got one in the canon, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. What do you got? <clears throat> uh, the rare and elusive tiger crane. It is a crane, uh, but its 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 feathers are orange and black, and stripes of a tiger, and it has a long tail. Oh, okay. Mm. And and how do you feel like this kind of coincides with uh, your character? It's both elegant and f elegant with fierce colors. Oh, so. okay. Because he's a he's a dressy guy. Yes. Right. So yes. That, that's the elegant side, and uh, maybe maybe soon we'll get to see those fierce colors really come out. Maybe I don't know. We'll see those true colors. That's right. Shining through. <laughs> yeah. Maybe my true feelings for tea might shine through. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I know Mr. Okron would love that. Uh, Mika, Michaela, what do you got? Um. I would say Mika is most like a um, a bear cat. A bear cat. Yep. Tell me, tell me what it is about a bear cat that really says Mika. 
Um, well, the bear part, you know, she's grizzly on the outside. She has lost experience foraging, kind of being a loner. Um, the cat part, you know, she's actually, I, I don't know if I can really say cats are sweet and cuddly, but, you know, they have a softer side to them. Sure, a little bit sure. of sass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a bit of a, a survivor fighter, but then also kind of a, a little bit like a softer, but also kind of, uh, what would you say the word is, like a crafty side. Problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Probably problematic. Definitely a bit, at least. So awesome. That's how I describe cats. Yeah, no, that's true. They sometimes can be. It's, it's a, you know, every cat is different, as we know. I've got two very opposite cats in this house for sure. So <laughs> awesome. All right, perfect. Well, I think it's time that we get started. All right, so as we left off last time, we've got two individuals, Bill and Guo, who are both helping Mr. Okaron set up and soon, once the party begins, start serving their tea uh, to the various party goers. Uh, the party, of course, is is happening at and we hadn't talked about the name of the family that's hosting the party we talked about the yang or sorry the uh the shifu family that helps set up all the you know preparation and stuff like that for vendors and uh, uh or not vendors rather um, caterers and the house itself and you guys probably would have caught on to this either by talking to mr mr okaran or uh either just seeing you know their name on things or something at the house but the the family is the Yutoko family uh, that is that is actually hosting this. Why the party's happening, you're not 100% sure yet. Um, you could maybe ma ask Mr. Okaran about that. Maybe he knows. Uh, but whatever the case, they haven't revealed that yet. On the other hand, we have uh, Brock and Mika who have disguised themselves and uh, sort of made themselves seem like members of the Hot Leaf Juice, which is their competition, which is who they are uh, splitting the sort of catering uh, needs for tea with uh, during this event. They've... So, uh, Mika, you just headed back, or, well, you headed away from the booth, uh, the Blissful Brew booth. You had been talking with Mr. Okron and the other two. Um, they kind of made sure to, to say things to not, you know, pass off the idea that you necessarily work there, although Mr. Okron might have said a couple things, but nobody was around, so... Um, I don't think your cover is broken by any means. So, uh, but you walked away to quote unquote go change. Uh, so, what what is your plan? Where are you off to? I'm gonna walk around. Okay. What were they doing inside again? Uh, when I left them. Yeah. Nothing so, really... uh, the two you had tried to sort of mess with the water supply yeah. that they had, had in there, and in the process, you know, you had caused a bit of a leak, and they were currently in the process of cleaning it up trying to find where the water was coming from and things like that um, and, and fix whatever that problem was. Otherwise, there's a handful of other employees that are just, you know, kind of generally just setting up, you know, the cups and setting those out or if there's any, uh, whatever tea ingredients haven't been thrown into the maze, never to be seen again, allegedly, mm. uh, by Brock earlier on today, they're prepping those ingredients. So just kind of finishing touches before the party begins. And what do I see, like, as I'm walking back inside? Because obviously that's where the bathroom would be. 
Okay. All right. So uh, you walk back inside. Like I said, most most people are just uh, rushing around, putting the finishing touches on anything. Um, some of the are uh, you notice that there are a lot less staff members that are out and about because many of them have rushed off to the kitchen or kind of behind the scenes kind of areas to basically ready themselves for service during the party, um, whether that be you know uh, running dishes out to you know the people out there or. Um, could be anything. Could be grabbing towels for somebody or, you know, grabbing something for somebody's needs or whatever the case. So it's pretty light as far as staff goes. Um, aside from obviously anybody that's there as a caterer, they are finishing any touches. There's a few foods, you know, um, there's some people that are serving these like just a several variations of meatballs. Um, there's somebody that's serving or your hors d'oeuvres. Uh, or Dior-dies. the or the or <laughs> um, a lot of it's mostly like order of little things uh, there's like stuffed mushrooms um, there's man I'm trying to think of like more ancient style there's like ladyfinger uh, cookies um, some small cakes lots of dessert item kind of things like small desserts um, things along those lines parfaits they've got fancy parfaits are there any um, fruit just straight fruit Yep. Um, yeah. You, uh, so the staff, like I mentioned there, that was kind of running back. There are a handful of them that are doing things in the kitchen. Um, and you kind of get the vibe based on like some of the, like you might even walk back there and they're not going to like say anything about it. And as you kind of walk through the kitchen, you notice, you know, some of the things that they're preparing and most of what they're preparing is very basic stuff. So things like sliced fruit or whole fruit, you know, if it's something like a strawberry or something like that. Um, sort of small things that someone could just like kind of pick off a plate. Um, not so much anything that needs to be cooked or baked. They're leaving most of that kind of stuff to the um, caterers. a banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a banana. Okay. And I'm going to eat it while I'm walking back towards the hot leaf to the booth. All right, perfect. So, yeah, you're eating away at this banana. Uh, As you make your way back to the hot leaf booth, um, you uh, one of the employees sees you, and they're like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be over here getting things ready, and you're just walking around eating a banana. We are running behind over here. I needed a little energy. Oh my gosh! Well, hurry up and get get started. We need help with the cups. We need help with the uh, the the water. Is a whole mess of a situation. We're trying to get that dealt with, but that just means that we've got other people that have run off and they're dealing with that. And and then all of a sudden, as he's kind of like berating you about things that need to be done, Madam Yang and <gasps> one of her employees come walking in very uh, quickly. They they're like almost they seem a bit anxious. And they come walking in and Madam Yang looks around at everybody that's there and she sees you standing there. She sees the person that's yelling, well, semi yelling at you standing there. And she looks over at the employee that's standing there with her and she says, You and you, I need you to go with Koval into town and bring me back some very important tea ingredients immediately. Okay, I am, she points at me. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, I'm gonna um, look for a trash can to throw my banana peel in. And while I'm turning, I'm gonna drop my banana peel. <laughs> and I'm gonna accidentally step on it. And then I'm gonna be very dramatic in falling in hopes that I knock some of their tea glasses over. Okay, um, I'm gonna call this, I'm gonna call this a trick. So roll for trick, which is creativity. Always two. Nine. Nine, okay. So on a seven to nine, you pick one. uh, And you can make this, well, I guess it would still be that. So 
I'm going to assume that they overcommit and they're deceived. As I, I would assume that's kind of what you're going for, mm-hmm. right, out of the options that are here. So they're deceived. They believe that you legitimately, like, slipped on a banana you know, peel, a banana peel <laughs> like, unintentionally. And you're able to pull it off. So you slip on this banana peel. You widen your arms out plenty wide to make sure that you really knock down a handful of stuff. And, yep, sure enough, you come crashing down, knocking down a handful, a pretty hefty handful of cups, um, small plates, you know, those little, like, um, saucers and things along those lines, uh, spilling a little bit of water as you do, which is ironic because you, you're really messing with their water supply this whole time. And she's infuriated when she sees this. She's like, what are you doing? Who left a banana peel laying around? We don't even serve banana peels. She starts yelling at one of the staff members that are like walking by. She sees that they have like a platter of fruit. She's- you there with the fruit. How dare you leave one of your filthy banana peels lying around near my stall for my employee to slip on? Do you not see how much damage you've caused me and my business? No, no, no. I I swear we weren't cutting any bananas out here. I don't know where it could have come from. Um, And she says, Oh, you. One more slip up like that and you're fired. Now get out there and get me those ingredients. And she hands a piece of paper. It looks like a a list of some kind to the employee that's kind of walking alongside her. And she's like, I'm putting Koval in charge. He has a list of ingredients. You follow him and do exactly what he says. If I hear from him that either of you were slacking or not taking this task with the utmost of urgency, you will not be riding back to your jobs in Barzing Say. Okay, I'll walk out with him. Alright, so the three of you head out. You start walking into town. Um, As you're walking, uh, you know, the other two start... I mean, it's pretty quiet, honestly. They don't seem like they're, they want to talk. Um, in fact, they even, like, try to push for everybody to kind of jog a little bit uh, to really move the situation along. And where's this list that he has? Uh, it's just in his hand. Oh. He's got it uh, rolled up, and he's just kind of holding it in his fist. So no pockets? No. Okay. Well, I mean, he might have pockets. It's just he doesn't have it in his pockets. And what's around on the path? Um, we'll see a few trees here and there. It's not like super heavily wooded. Um, and then otherwise it just kind of turns into, um, a little bit of a, a field on either side, but it's pretty short lived because this house is not too far from town. Um, it is like a big ornate fancy house. So it's a little bit on the outskirts. Um, just because, uh, there's so much to this, like their yard and everything like that. So they want to have enough space to kind of separate from the poorer people. (laughs) Um, so it's not too long before you're in town. in town. Yeah. And there's lots of people in town, I'm assuming, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say it's probably getting towards uh, kind of like dinner uh, time. So probably around like maybe five or six o'clock in the afternoon. And yeah, there's a pretty decent like movement of people either leaving work or, you know, maybe heading to go get something for dinner. They're with their families. Yeah. So there's a pretty good amount of people that are running around or walking around. All right. I'm going to turn to the guy who has the list and I'm going to say, why don't we divide up things on the list and so we can get more work done faster. And he said, that's good thinking. I like that idea. And then the, the one that was kind of berating you earlier, he says, well, I think myself and uh, what's your name? M- Mika. Mika? Yes. I think we should go together. 
And he kind of has this look in his eye that he doesn't exactly trust you. Um, given that, you know, he saw you eating the banana. <laughs> so he kind of knows like the banana was on you, but he didn't say anything in the moment because it was, you know, really crazy. And the guy says, sure, that works for me. Um, he he kind of just tears the paper in half and then hands you guys one. And then he takes Who the other half. Who does he hand it to? Uh, I guess he just holds it out. I, I take it. Uh, roll. <laughs> Someone give me a dice. We'll see who grabs it first. Just one? Uh, yeah, we'll roll one. Okay. Six. Oh, okay. Yeah, you easily, you grab <laughs> yes. it first. You grab it before he does. Here you go, Cameron. He kind of like glares at you ever so slightly. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you have, uh, you have the list. Okay, so as we're walking, you know, towards the shops, booths, wherever we need these ingredients from, I'm kind of going to walk fast and I'm going to kind of like interweave in between people to see if I can try and lose him. Okay, um, let's call that. But like, I don't want to make it obvious I'm trying to lose right. him. He, uh, he was right. just trying to grab it faster than her because he's worried she's just going to buy a bunch of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> let's call this a, a push your luck because again, he's already suspicious of you. Um, so he, you know, might catch on to the fact that you might be trying to, uh, lose him unless of course you, you succeed. So roll, it is passion. I got a four. You're not able to lose him. Dang it. And he's kind of catching on to the fact that you seem to be up to something. And he says, Hey, I think you should give me the list. There's really no need for that. And I, I put it in my dress. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of looks at you angry and he's like, by the way, where are you from anyways? I don't remember seeing you when we all got in the cart back in Bossing Say. Where am I from? Yeah. You know, from around here and there. I kind of travel a lot. Probably why you haven't seen me, because I kind of hop from place to place. So you're not even from our location? No, I am from your location. I'm just like a new guy. Girl? Gal. You have uh, you have an ability that refers to lying, don't you? Would it be my roguish charm? Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna roll your roguish charm and see how well you're able to kind of convince him that no, I'm with you guys. I'm just new. So I'm gonna give myself a fatigue so that I can roll with creativity instead of harmony. Hmm. I got a six. He says, "No, no, no, no. See, I remember everyone getting into the cart back in Bossing Say, and I don't remember seeing you. I came in my own cart. What? There were only two carts. Who are you?" Really? Madame Yang doesn't like the new people, you know, she doesn't really trust them. She's like, oh, find your own way. So I did. No, something's off about you. You're not with our company at all. You mm-hmm. want the honest answer? I'll, t- I'll give it to you. Okay. I really was just looking for a job because I'm in need of money. Because like I said, I travel from place to place and I need, you know, a little extra cash to travel to the next place. So I decided to try and secretively, you know, employ myself with you guys so that I could get a paycheck at the end of the night. That doesn't even make sense. If you're not signed on to a contract, then there's no obligation to pay you. Not to mention, you haven't gone through Madame Yang's special training, which is necessary for anyone who wants to work at Hot Leaf Juice, the finest tea establishment in all the world. I mean, she did send me to go get these items off her list, so I feel like she'll pay me. She has a lot on her plate at the moment with the party, but I think you need to give me that list right now. Uh, Like I said, I can't really do that. Give me the list. And then he takes up a fighting stance. (laughs) Hey, oh. (laughs) Whoa, combat in this game? Combat. (laughs) So he is initiating an exchange. 
because he doesn't trust you. So I need you to pick one of the three uh, moves that you want to move forward on. Uh, mm -hmm. Combat moves. Um, I think I'm gonna defend and maneuver. Okay, sounds good. And he is going to advance and attack, obviously. So, uh, so for defend and maneuver, you are going to roll your two dice. What is this? What you get? Well, you roll a focus. I got a three. <laughs> well, uh, I think that means that you do nothing. On a miss, you stumble, but you can shift your balance away from center to use one basic technique. Okay. So you can shift your balance towards one of those two sides based on uh, kind of the situation and, you know, what you feel like you can relates. This. Um, I shifted towards survival. So you can, you can ready, you can retaliate. Or you can seize a position. Um, I'm going to seize a position. Okay. So you move to a new location. Um, you can engage or disengage with a foe, overcome a negative status or danger, or establish an advantageous position, or escape the scene. Any foe engaged with you can mark one fatigue to block this technique. Um, I want to escape the scene. Okay. He is definitely going to mark a fatigue in order to yeah. uh, keep you. He blocks you up. So what happens is you turn to run, seeing mm -hmm. that he's about to take a fighting stance against you. And he rushes over and blocks you just as you're about to run. Uh, then he is going to advance an attack. And he is going to use a forceful blow. So he's going to swing at an enemy with all his might, sending them flying. He marks fatigue and inflicts two con fatigue or one condition of his choice. Uh, he is going to he's going to hit you and do the fatigue. So you take two fatigue. He takes an additional fatigue. But after all the running and everything, he is looking kind of exhausted. Well, I mean, I kind of am too. Uh, when he does this, he gets to push you to a new position of his choice unless you mark two fatigue. Well, then I'd be at zero fatigue. Okay. So, so you're going to let him. Yep. Okay, so he just he just knocks you down. He just pushes you onto the ground, and he's like, Give me the list. Um, you're not very convincing. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you would have said please or something, but you're just shoving me around. That's not very kind. All right. Well, he looks at you, and he growls angrily, and he's going he's gonna to continue this exchange. What would you like to do? So I choose one of the three again? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna evade and observe. Okay. Go ahead and roll for it. Well, the and evade or observe, it says I can clear a fatigue and roll with creativity. Or oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. So I'm gonna roll with creativity, and that puts me at a nine. Nine. All right. Awesome. So. I get to choose one? Yes. I'm gonna um, test balance. Okay. So mark one fatigue to challenge an enraged foe's balance. Ask what their principle is. They must answer honestly if you are already know the principle instead of shift. Instead, shift their balance away from center by questioning or challenging their beliefs or perspective. Okay. All right. So once again, uh, he is going to advance an attack, but this time he's going to pressure. He's going to intimidate his foe. Or actually, tell me, tell me how it is that you test his balance. Like, what are you saying to him to try to figure out what it is that he his balance is? Because you, I mean, you'll know it's loyalty, but. What are you saying to him to kind of like Well, I didn't that? know it was loyalty, right? Right, right. So you were trying to like test him and be like, you know, what's your deal, man? Or something, you know? Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. Like, 
Why is this such so important for you? It's just a list of ingredients. Because, unlike you, I actually work for Madame Yang. And what Madame Yang wants, Madame Yang gets. So give me that list so I can get her what she wants. Does she also beat you into submission? Because it doesn't really work that way. No! Mm. Madame Yang gives us the opportunity of a lifetime by allowing us to work in her fine establishment. She pays very well. There are benefit packages, combat, and bending training, which is why I know that I can take you out if you don't give me that list. Oh, well, if you wanted to take me out, we can just go get the items on this list. What? No! Look, I don't trust you, so stop playing games. I know you're not with us. So I literally just give said me I wasn't. List. I was just trying to find a job. Yeah, hence why I don't trust you. Help a poor, unfortunate soul. I don't owe you anything. I only owe Madame Yang something, and it's what's on that list. Well, why can't you show me this, this, the uh, servitude that you show Madame Yang? <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Name before me, peasant. Pay me tribute. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't work for you. I don't remember where I was trying to go with that. I, I don't know. You were trying to take on a no pay servant, I think. Hit you across the head, I guess. No, I was trying to Gone say. Woozy. I was trying to say the. Like, Madame Ying obviously showed him some sort of support. I mean, at some when she hired him, like, he was down on his luck at some point. So I was hoping to relate with him on that level of, hmm. like, that's what I was trying to say, not what came out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess here's what I would say. Okay, so you, you're trying to get at his, like, Madame Yang took you in. And she could take me in. So let's work together kind of a situation. Yeah. So you're kind of calling him out to live up to his principle of loyalty of, you know, you work with Madame Yang and I could work with Madame Yang. So I could follow you in your sort of principle of loyalty. Yeah. Okay. So you shift your balance away from center and then name and roll with their principle, which in this case is loyalty. Okay, I got a six. A six, okay. So, so he calls her out for her survival, essentially. Yeah. Principle. Basically, okay. like, okay. I see you want to survive. All right, so this is one that, yeah, you would want to roll high on, you roll low on. So he says to you, nah, 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 nah. You're just some kind of scammer or something. I don't know what you are, but you're not with us. So give me that list. Okay, Um. since we're in combat, can I still use my water bending not on him? Yeah. So, like, I can use my sweat and, you know, kind of muddle <laughs> up the ink on the paper. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. So, you're, but you're going to give not, it to him? Yeah, but okay, okay. I just want to make it less legible. Right, you know? right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, you, uh, <laughs> okay. So, he calls you out and he says, you better give me that paper and then scram. And I better not see you back at the party either. And so you use your sweat and you subtly bend it underneath you to make a puddle of mud of some kind. And you slap that paper into the mud and then you hand it to him. How about I just slap it into the mud and run away? 
Oh, okay. That works, too. I mean, since he doesn't want me around anyway. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, okay. So you slap it into the mud. Um, roll me a push your luck as you uh, as you try to, you know, get out of there without him. Because he's already pretty upset. So if he sees you slap that into the mud, he might try something. I got an 11. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, you very much just uh, slap it into the mud. She and then threw just... it on the Beep. ground. <laughs> Can't buy me leaf juice, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay yes what yes, other exactly. lucky opportunity falls into my lap um a whole group of uh, there's a small parade of people <laughs> celebrating the art of pebble juggling mm, yes. that are walking by juggling <laughs> pebbles and small rocks in the air very excitedly mm. there's some music as they come through and you run like when you slap it in there and then you jump out of the way just as they're walking through and so they cut off the uh, possibility of him being able to chase after you without going around the whole parade at this point. So he picks up the thing in the mud. He looks at it. And then here's kind of a bonus opportunity, too, is it is a, it is a mess. There's no way you could, like, read that. And it's already soaked into the paper. So, I mean, it's completely Yay. illegible at this point. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So I'm going to cut over to our two boys over at the blissful brew stand back at the party all right so you guys are setting up um you notice that you know it's getting a little bit towards uh the time that the party's going to start so you start noticing as guests are kind of filing in um on carriages on uh maybe on foot a couple of them not too many uh some of them are on those rickshaw yeah they got some rickshaws there's some people coming in on rickshaws with those like nice little um they have they're like roofed because obviously these are all pretty like wealthy people for the most part um and uh so as everybody's filing in you guys are finishing up putting those finishing touches mr okaran is nimbly and and expertly going through the ingredients chopping chopping things up putting them into like a uh, mortar pestle situation and grinding things up, putting it all together inside of the uh, big old barrel that he's, or is, I guess it'd be a metal pot more, uh, that he's got a little fire going, he's getting the tea, you know, starting to uh, boil and stuff like that. And, you know, he's just really getting everything ready. You guys are getting everything ready. Everything's looking really good, honestly, for you guys. You guys are doing a great job. And then uh, as everybody seems, or as the like, you know, increase of guests is starting to kind of like wane out, um, the guy from earlier that you had talked to who told you where you guys could set up and everything, that kind of like uh, manager of the servants, if you will, comes approaching you and he says, oh, if you would, if you could come with me, uh, we are having the opening ceremony and uh, the Utoko family requests that all individuals that are involved in any way be present during this opening ceremony. He uh, has a few words he'd like to say. And thanks to uh, everyone that has made this party possible before we kick things off. Do we have to? Well, uh, I know some vendors feel... Uh, if you want one person to stay behind, that's fine. At the very least, Mr. Okaron, but uh, it would be nice to have a, a employee present or something. I look over to uh, Bill Doyle, like, thinking, I don't want to get stuck with all the work here. <laughs> sure, I'll go with, I guess. Okay. 
Uh, are I you mean, gonna? I'm, s- I'm fine staying. Yeah, someone's got to watch this place. I'm sure Mr. Okoron wants to go. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'll stay and defend this thing. All right. I, because good. I don't, you know, I don't. And he like leans over to go and he's like, I don't want them to do uh, to this place what we're doing to them right now. You know? <laughs> oh, good looking out. Yeah. 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 So, All right. And then as they walk away, as they get their stuff and walk away, uh, Bill Door. Um, Ready's like he gets his bow staff and he kind of like puts it like under the like at his feet under the table so it's okay. like ready. Okay. If he um, wants to grab it. Well, since since you explicitly said that, um, I'm going to have you mark that you are readied, um, which is a condition. And... Gonna he's putting it on his foot. Yeah. So that if he needs, he'll flick it up with his foot straight into his hand. So he's just ready automatically. Okay. Perfect. So basically, um, I'm not gonna make you mark a fatigue for it because. Um, you know, you're not really doing anything to combat, ready yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's outside of combat. Um, but what I am going to say is that you will get a plus one uh, at any roll. point to assess a situation. Oh, okay. Given the, the tea area that you're, you know, just kind of the immediate area surrounding the Blissful Brew Booth. Gosh. Got blissful Brew Booth. Um, is there any difference, but, or what would be like the differences between our setup and like the hot leaf juice? Sure. I guess I'm like picturing theirs is more of like a Starbucks, like yes. very professional, and ours is more of like a home feely. Yes. No, you are 100% correct. So yeah, yours is like, so he brought everything in on a hand cart, which is kind of sitting behind you guys. It's just got a couple of like barrels and um, crates inside of it, just with a couple like residual ingredients or something along those lines. And that's just kind of sitting, you know, maybe a few feet away from your little stand setup, uh, which is sort of like just maybe three kind of tables with a cheap tablecloth kind of thrown over them. <laughs> you know, it's got cups that aren't necessarily marked with the Bristol Blue logo. They're just kind of generic plain cups. Um, like I said, there's the large. Um, so he's boiling the water off onto the side on a little like campfire almost. Yeah. And... He, he has a large like barrel with a spigot in it and that's what he's going to like pour it into once it's um, steeped and everything like that and it's ready to go so then he puts it in that and then he drips it into it um, he has chopped fruit that's kind of laid out really nicely because that is used to some of it goes into the tea directly and then some of it actually just kind of decorates the cup so they like take a slice of this like fancy looking uh, it's called a cherry mango and he kind of sets that on the, the cusp of the of the cup to kind of decorate it and things like that. So that'd be the, the major difference. But as you go inside, um, which is where they're, they're leading you, you know, for the opening ceremony, um, you can kind of see. So you walk in and it's just the, the very ornate entry room, you know, with the two like giant staircases kind of curving around. Very like, you know, Cinderella-esque almost, you know, uh, very just decorative uh, obviously everything's there that's themed for the party and everything like that um there are a lot of like bright colors very like summer feel and there's a reason for that which i'll get to here in a moment and you can kind of see off to the right which is you know big it's not like a doorway it's just a big opening into the next room that's where the ballroom is and you can kind of see out of the corner of your eye you know the the hot leaf juice setup which like you had said is a very much more uh fancy ornate um, these aren't just, you know, like card tables that are kind of like, you know, <laughs> casually made. These are like, you know, fancy display booths. They have like roofing over the booth that like kind of decorates it and things like that. You know, it adds like an awning. 
Um, all their cups are all marked with the hot leaf juice logo, you know, all this fancy stuff. They have very like ornate serving jugs. So they're not even serving it out of a barrel and a spigot. They'd like fill the jugs themselves. And then from the jugs, they'd pour that into the cups. So yeah, it's just a lot of, like you said, very decorative wow. comparatively. Uh, as you step inside with Mr. Okaron, who seems very excited, oh, don't worry, well, this is uh, this is very normal. The uh, the Yotaku family definitely always likes to uh, make a make a big thank you out of everything that they do and uh, for these parties and such like that. So uh, they're very good people, uh, minus obviously the uh, strange uh, contract incident, I guess, that uh, happened involving. <laughs> Our original contract, but that, I think that was more of the Shifu family. You know, I think it's less to do with the uh, Yotaku. Yes, Yotaku family, and more to do with the Shifu family. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but anyway, this is a very you know powerful and, and wealthy family, so uh, it'll be very nice to be recognized. Yeah, for sure. I mean, looks like they pay pretty good. Oh, so. absolutely. Yes, they have. Uh, they have money to throw away. <laughs> And uh, so as you guys, you know, are gathering and all the guests have gathered and stuff like that, it seems like uh, most of the staff is kind of pushing for the uh, caterers to kind of stand on the sides of the room, whereas the guests are all kind of in the center of the room. And uh, a very uh, uh, kind of hefty built, you know, kind of a chunky guy uh, in a very nice uh, robe. He comes stepping up. It's in, a again, a bright color, kind of a red, maybe uh, towards purple, so kind of close to a magenta color. Uh, he comes stepping up onto the stage, and he says, Welcome one and all to the annual Summer Bash, where we take time to celebrate and welcome in the warmer season as it graces us with its natural beauty. To kick things off today, I want to take a moment to thank all of those who have made these festivities possible by calling onto the stage all of the vendors and caterers who have taken the time to come here and grace us with their time and talents. And so sure enough, yep, he has everybody like file up. It's, it's mostly either just the owners or the chef or whatever uh, from each uh, caterer, and then they might have an employee with them. So in your case... Um, Mr. Okaran, he, he looks over at you, he's like, oh, do you want to, do you want to come up on stage with me? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Solid. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. So, of course, you guys file up, and, and, uh, so, uh, Mr. Yotaku kind of announces everybody as they go through the line. With us today, we have Michael's Meatballs. He shakes hand, does kind of that, like, classic, where you, you shake hands, and then Michael, like, sort of waves, like he's shaking hands with the president, you know, that kind of, like... <laughs> overused picture kind of situation sally's soy snacks carlos's cookies and so on and so forth until finally he gets to the tea and he says and for our delightful summer themed beverages we have all the way from bar sing say madam yang's hot leaf juice company and she like you know stands up she has changed into something a bit more ornate uh, again more towards the color scheme before she was wearing i believe it was kind of more of a brown and green theme sort of a traditional like earthbender color having come just from uh Bossing say, and now she's changed into a very much more fitting to this party with the summer theme. So brighter colors, reds, uh, maybe some greens, but more like lighter greens, uh, things along those lines, yellows for sure. And she shakes hands, she smiles, and then all of a sudden, uh, next to him this whole time has been the the head of the Shifu household, 
and he's just standing there in his suit. And then um, he sort of leans forward to the Yutaku family head and he starts whispering. And you can kind of hear What? What do you mean? How do... There's another one? Blissful Brew? Well, they weren't supposed to be here. Well, what was the mix up? Uh, I don't understand, but this party needs to keep going. So, uh, just keep this on the down low. We'll play along. And I'm told that, in addition to their wonderful tea, we have a local, a much more quaint tea shop. Some of you may recognize Mr. Ocheron's Blissful Brew Tea Shop. <laughs> and he comes up, he's like, ah, you know, you hear a little bit of clap. Everybody's kind of just doing like a courtesy clap for each person that's gone through, you know, just like really care that much, but it's, it's the right thing to do. And uh, so he steps up and he shakes hands with them and he waves at everybody and then he like gestures to you like feel free to come on over and shake hands with the uh, Yotaku head of household. Yeah, I walk over and I I shake his hand and I like kind of raise my fist in like a like a Victory, gesture. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And you know people I, people kind of dig the energy. They're like okay, okay. The the applause kind of grows just a little bit, a little bit louder. Awesome. And then uh, and then you guys you know go back to um, and then he's like. Once again, thank you to everyone that we were able to get on our roster to be here and to serve all of you fine guests. Now, on to the festivities. As many of you know, I am an avid mask collector. Spirit masks, festival masks, masquerade masks. I'm truly smitten with the things. <laughs> so, as a special event tonight, and as specified on your invitations, you've all brought a secondary outfit to this party. Those outfits have been taken to rooms throughout my mansion, once again as specified on your personalized invitations. Now please, head to the room where you will find your secondary outfit and change into it. You will also find in that room a variety of masks that you can choose from from my personal collection. <laughs> Take yourself a mask and put it on. The game will play like this. Each person will now be disguised so that no one knows who they are as they will have on a new outfit and a masked face. It is your duty, through clever clues, vocal recognition, and even the potential slip-up <laughs> from others to determine those behind their masks. If someone calls you out, you must remove your mask and you are out of the game. But not out of the party, of course. Feel free to enjoy yourself and socialize with those around you. For those still in the game, though, <laughs> the participants will whittle down gradually throughout the night until only one masked member remains. That individual will be pronounced the winner and take home a nice bag of 250 yuan. A small prize, I understand. But this is meant to be fun, and I didn't want to spoil that with actual riches. <laughs> now, get out there and get to guessing. May the summer festival begin! And so the, the party starts to head out, and you and Mr. Okoran rush back over to the uh, booth. In the meantime, while you guys were doing that, um, Bill, I'm gonna have you make that assess the situation roll. Eleven. Eleven. Wow. Okay. 
Awesome. So you can ask uh, two questions, and you also get a plus yeah, one. one. I have a minus one, and I added one, so oh, yeah. helps out with that. I, I'm worried that what's, what we're currently doing, the hot leaf juice, hot leaf juice may do to us. Right, right. So I'm what the biggest threat to RT. Sure, sure. So, yeah, the ingredients that you guys have for backup, obviously, um, the extra ingredients, because, you know, it's going to be a long night. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that we're going to probably need those ingredients uh, just because they're not in the tea, you know, mm -hmm. right now. Uh, plus, you know that having uh, knowing that Brock, or at least knowing Brock was attempting to sabotage their ingredients, if they run out, you guys are going to be the ones that will have to step up and yeah. you know supply yeah. the rest of the tea for the night. That was the idea. Exactly, exactly. Um, alternatively, I would say, obviously, your dishes, that's a big hazard. If anything mm -hmm. happened to all your dishes and you weren't able to serve tea in something, that would be a problem. You would assume that hot leaf juice would be the greatest threat. For sure. Oh, did I not see any hot leaf juice hanging around? Um, guys hanging around? Well, I, I was going to get to I that. I wasn't table. sure what your second question was going to oh, be. Oh, I was just... The last one was, what here can I use to... And okay, so... That's what I wanted to fill in the blank. I wanted to... What can I use to help protect the oh, tea? Oh, okay, okay. Or to ward off Sure, people. sure. Um, you do have your bow staff, which is obviously... That well, was a good you know, yeah. prep right there. Moving the hand cart in such a way that would allow you closer observation of it also like not behind me just beside me either beside you or or even like closer behind because it. it's a, like i said a couple feet away or a few feet away am i the... near like the edge or am i in a complete open you are pretty open you're not too far away from the uh gazebo that has like the pond around it Okay. There are some hedges around you uh, that, like, alongside the path. And okay. And there's, like, a section. You're off the path. So, so I'm imagining to my, because I'm imagining we're facing into the party, so I'm imagining to my right would be, like, the edge of the party, like the wall or the hedge maze or whatever. So I want to push the hand cart, and I want to slide that so it's between me, the hedge maze. So the order would go hedge maze, cart, me, table. Okay. So okay. basically it's right beside me, and the only thing that's closest is like between me and the hedge maze. Okay, okay. So yeah, or not yeah, the hedge okay. maze though. The, the hedge maze in here, the bushes. Yeah, the bushes. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, you do that. Um, as you're moving this, you notice uh, there's an individual. He's dressed in uh, the hot leaf juice garb, which is like that bright pink with their logo on it, uh, aprons, and he has it. There's like a light emanating from his hand, and he was kind of walking semi nearby, kind of like between. Um, your booth in the gazebo and he kind of like he's like he was looking at you and then you move stuff and then he kind of looked away and kind of just was like casually walking away and he just kind of doo -doo 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 -doo. you know he's kind of like whistling a little bit as he goes did that light in his hand look familiar kind yeah okay i mean you you kind of get a feel that he might like you don't hold like a candle in your hand necessarily. You would have to hold it in a sconce. But the way that he was holding like this, you wonder if maybe he might be a firebender. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well. Um, like I said, he he doesn't look like he's necessarily making move, or rather, whatever you did kind of threw off what he his plan was, and so now he's you know that he's there, mm -hmm. but he he seems to be distanced enough that he's not doing anything at the moment. Obviously, Bill's just gonna stand there. Okay. And he's just gonna stare at that guy. Okay. All right. <laughs> You stare at him. Um, is there something for like? I'm trying to think if there's something for intimidation. Oh, there is. There's an intimidate. Do it. Yeah, do an intimidation. That's a seven. He is going to. Okay, so you you made a hit. He chooses one. He chooses to back down, uh, but keep watch. So what he does is he goes over to the gazebo. He goes into the gazebo and he kind of uh, he turns with his back towards you 
so he's looking out into you know kind of the uh, further yard uh, to the be the east side of the the mansion. He's just kind of looking out there, but you do notice that every once in a while, you know, he kind of like glances backwards, you know, and then he, and then he glances forward again, and he glances backwards every once in a while. But he's uh, he's definitely pretty far distance from you. And by the time that you know all this has gone down, the whole opening ceremony has ended, and now Guo and Okaran are, are headed back over to you. So you've definitely kept a threat away for the time being. Bill just gets back to, he's just kind of finishing setting up stuff for okay. the party while he sees the guy back away. Yeah, so he's yeah. just watching him while setting stuff up still. Okay, sounds good. The whole time keeping the bow staff on his foot. Okay, perfect. So. All right, so go your back. You and Mr. Okaran managed to get back. Uh, people from the party, uh, there's some obviously staying inside, but there's a lot of them starting to flood outside, and uh, a pretty decent handful of them are heading over towards the Blissful Brew booth. You guys are open for business. I mean, business in the sense that it's, I mean, you're not selling tea to people right now. You already got paid, and you'll get paid more. Nice. But anyways, so I assume you guys are just going to start slinging cups of tea. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I go over to Bill. I'm like, you know, that was a lot. Actually, I'm more more fun than I was expecting. You know, everybody was looking at us up there. It was kind of neat. Uh, seemed to be excited for us to be around. Um, although it looked like the head of the Yotaku, or whoever from the Yotaku, to Yotaku family, Yotaku, the taco guy, taco. he wasn't too happy that we were here. They didn't kick us out, so I guess we're good to get going here. That's right. All right. Now, where's the where's the honey at? We gotta make sure it's, our tea's not too bitter. For right you know, some people got different tastes here at the party. And uh, Mr. Ogron goes, "Oh yes, of course!" And he rushes over to the to the hand cart and. Uh, he grabs out a big old jar of honey and he runs it back over and he's got like a little bowl and so he starts kind of scooping it into the bowl and he's got one of those, uh, I don't know what they're called, but you use them to like get the honey and then you like it drizzles oh, out yeah. through, the, through the lines. He's got one of those things. It's just inside. So somebody you know, can just... The Honey Nut Cheerio wand. Yes, the Honey Nut Cheerio wand. It's delicious. Um, and so it's got one of those that he puts into the honey dish so that, you know, people can kind of self-serve themselves some honey. Or he could do it too, you know, whatever the case, whoever's kind of like handling, um, mm -hmm. handing the cup off to the customer, I guess. So uh, so people start coming over and they're uh, drinking your tea and they're tasting it. And it's good. It's good. They seem to be very happy. They're very positive about it. They, uh, they'll take their tea off in a different direction um, mm -hmm. to go hang out by the gazebo or, you know, maybe take it around the house. Uh, they're chatting with each other, just having a good time. It's a, it's a very chill party. You know, it's not a rave. It's not any kind of like a wild party of any kind. It's just, you know, it's a very dainty. It's like a, just to imagine a rich garden yes. party atmosphere. Exactly. What's What's like the weather like? Yeah, so it is. It's really mild. It's starting to cool down a bit for sure. Um, as you know, it gets a little bit darker and the sun is starting to set. Um, the temperature is definitely not extremely dropping by any means, but you know, it's starting to get into you know maybe the sixties, maybe mid sixties. Okay. So it's getting nice and cool, which actually obviously starts bringing in more customers you know they want warm tea mm -hmm. uh, mr okron continues to to stoke the fire so that you know his next batch of tea can really uh, steep for a good amount of time before he pours it into the uh, the barrel which he then serves from or you guys serve it i guess so all right 
Uh, we'll cut back over to uh, to Mika really quick. So where, now that you've escaped and you've kind of sabotaged half of their ingredients list, mm-hmm. where were you planning on heading? Um, well, I would head back either to the party or back to Blissful Brew. Okay. Because if I go back to the party, then I run the chance of meeting the guy again. Sure. So I feel like if I'm leaning more towards survival, then I probably would just hide out in the Blissful Brew until... But then I also want to communicate to my teammates that I'm exposed. Okay, okay. So I guess um, I'll, I'll, I'll hang on the outskirts of the party okay. to see if I can try to talk to them without being seen. Sure, yeah. You can so, try to find your way through the hedge maze. <laughs> <laughs> right Maybe I'll right. find broccoli. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So yeah, you, uh, you kind of take the long way around um, town and then, you know, make sure that he doesn't catch back up to you, the guy that you kind of had a exchange with earlier. <laughs> and you finally, uh, yeah, make your way to the outskirts of the party and you see the Blissful Brew crew. Um, and yeah, you can head over to them. They, they do look like they're serving some customers. It's not like wildly busy. They're not like rushing to get everything done. But, you know, there's there's a handful of customers and they're like happily pouring. And you can see smile on both of Bill and uh, Guo's face and Mr. Okaron's faces. You know, uh, people seem to be chatting with them a little bit. And like, oh, this, you know, someone sips it and goes, oh, you see them like their face perks up and they're like, oh, this is very good. And Mr. Okaron's like, oh, you're so good. <laughs> you know, some of that kind of stuff. You can just see that like, yeah. you know, in the faces. So. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to nonchalantly whatever walk over to who's ever closer not preferably not mr okaron because he doesn't know sure our plan uh mr okaron is pouring the tea so one of you would need to you know keep making sure that the fire is being stoked and then the other one is um maybe asking customers uh what they want in there like if they want honey or something and then handing it off to him so he's pouring it hands it to you one of you guys which one I'd be the one serving customers okay, because, right, I mean, that's already what I do, yeah. Perfect, perfect. So, Guo, you're over there kind of stoking the fire, making sure, you know, mixing the tea, stirring that, and everything like that. So, I assume you might go over to him? Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. Hey, Guo. Hey, bro. Oh, hey. Mika, you're back. Yeah, my cover's been blown just a little bit. Tiny bit. A lot of it. Like your apron ripped or something? <laughs> I notice you're not wearing it. So. <laughs> don't let Mr. Or, Oak around. Or are you wearing it? <laughs> no, I don't. I never put it back on. If she, if she was wearing it, I think the uh, the guy who yeah. beat her up would definitely know <laughs> that she was lying about who she was working with. And Madam and Madam Yang would not have sent me no, to go get I the would, ingredients. I so want leaf juice. Just ignore my blissful brew apron. Yeah, <laughs> I just found it on the ground. <laughs> No, but what happened? Well, I was posing as a hot leaf juice employee, and, um, well, they know that I'm not, and they know that I'm trying to sabotage them, so... Oh, no. Yeah. that That's what I meant by my cover's been blown, not that, you know, my apron's torn. I see. What, what were you guys able to do so far? Um... I don't know. Broccoli went to go help unload their ingredients, and not all of them came back inside. So I'm assuming he did something with that. Um, I accidentally tripped on a banana peel and <laughs> broke some of their 
their cups. <laughs> so <Classic>. they. <laughs> the old appeal smash. So they had to deal with that and a water mishap that there was water all over the ground and they, so I had to go into town and get some more ingredients and that's when I was discovered. I ruined half of the list though, so. Oh, well, it sounds like you did cause some ruckus. You know, maybe they'll be behind on their orders or stuff since they're distracted with all that. Yeah, so um, I'm 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 not gonna really, you know, help with the tea. I don't I don't want them to find me and then know that, and then have it come back on Mr. Ogron. Gotcha. Well, it sounds like you might have trouble getting close to them anymore. Maybe there's something you can do to mess with them from a distance. Like I don't know. If there's any uh, animals around here, or, I don't know. Could trip their waiters or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you'll think of something. Um, okay. <laughs> but don't get caught. Well, I feel like a lot of people are going to be looking for me, so oh. I'll I'll try not to. Alright. Be careful out there. Okay, I might go hide in the maze. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if there's anything we can do to help. I mean... Okay, I'm going to go find Broccoli and, and maybe he can he can. If you get into trouble, you should, I don't know, signal us somehow. Okay, I'll yelp for help. Yelp for help. The old yelp for help. As she uh, turns around to leave, uh, Bill Dor turns around to go get more honey out mm -hmm. of the the cart, <sighs> and he sees Mika. He goes, "Oh, Mika, losing another apron. I see." <laughs> and he grabs his honey, and he turns around and goes back to serving people. <laughs> Mr. Ogeron's pretty focused on the customer, so he doesn't notice anything necessarily so all right sounds good so yeah you um so are you heading inside then to go because you know that broccoli's inside i do know he's inside yeah yeah because he's still helping with the <sighs> setup so you saw him before you left yeah, he hasn't blown his cover yeah. like someone else <laughs> right. i do need to <laughs> okay then yeah i guess i'll go inside but i'm gonna kind of like hang out by like the walls yeah, yeah. and corners and stuff okay um, Actually, I'm going to go to the bathroom because I'm sure I'm kind of covered in mud. So I'm just going to try <laughs> <Fair> and <laughs> clean myself up. Okay, okay. So you head into the bathroom. Oh, look, and my apron. You get And you get cleaned up a bit and stuff like that. You manage to get most of the mud off for the most part, especially because you're a waterbender. Yeah. So you're able to do some kind of like interesting techniques where like you put the water into the, the cloth and then you use it to like, you bend it in such a way that it kind of pulls the dirt out with it. And then it's also dry afterwards, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, who needs so, a washing machine yeah, or a dryer? Exactly. It's not you. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, sure, you're able to clean up, like, really well, actually, to be honest with you. And um, as you as you step out and you kind of walk into the party, um, you can see from a distance the two individuals that you had gone to go get ingredients with seem to be talking to Madame Yang. Um, who's over at the hot leaf booth and they're chatting and stuff and she just looks like she's getting infuriated <laughs> and um you as you're looking around i mean there's a lot of people in here so you're not too worried about them spotting you at least not at the moment but you know that now that they've passed on the information and they know what you look like uh they might be on the lookout for you okay i'm gonna go back outside then i okay. don't want to hang out inside um in closed quarters, per se. Okay. As you're walking outside, you overhear a conversation of a couple of the people. 
you don't know who it is that they are because, you know, you've been gone. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't really know, like, who all's involved in this party. But one of them is saying uh, he seems to be the owner of the house by based on, like, what he's saying. I must say, Mr. Yotaku, this party you've thrown is quite lavish this year. And this mystery mask game seems to be quite the hit. Oh, well, thank you, my friend. Yes, it was a clever notion I came up with all by myself. I figured it would be a good social deduction game to play. <laughs> Keep things lively in the party. <laughs> I simply hope no one attempts to cheat at my game, though. Oh, well, how would you figure someone might do that? Hmm, I don't rightfully know. <laughs> I'm a... Not a dishonest person myself, after all. You know I wear my heart on my sleeve. I don't hide behind some mask. <laughs> well, outside of for this party. <laughs> <laughs> but I must show you my other mask collection. <laughs> Especially my finest mask, which features alleged spirit gems aligning it. Ah, yes. You must show me. And with that, they head out, leaving you with a solution to help you lay low during this party. There's a table set up, a whole bunch of uh, sort of spirit masks, you know. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, you know, all portraying kind of a different type of animal. So there might be one that kind of like suggests maybe kind of a panda-esque creature or one of them that has like a very like bird-esque feel with some feathers coming out of it. I mean, they're, they're pretty standard masks. They've all got like the little... Um, strings on the back so that you can like mm -hmm. attach them over your head well obviously i'm gonna steal one okay. i mean yeah. <laughs> it's not really stealing if they're handing them out okay so i'm gonna do that and then i also feel like since they know what i look like my mask isn't gonna be enough of a disguise because like obviously my waterbender outfit is sure. gonna be um so like I, gray waterbender outfit. yeah yeah, yeah. um either way i'm gonna kind of stick out i feel like so i am gonna go into some of the rooms of the house looking for um, a different piece of clothing. Okay, yeah. And as you uh, you go off to go look for that, I think we will close out the episode for today and come back next time. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Of course, don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast through whatever podcast site that you're using, such as iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for the social media icons. Following us on social media gives you access to all news, announcements, and of course, new episodes as they are released. You can check out our website, bendersandbrews.com, which will feature all of our episodes as well as news, announcements, and even cool character and player profiles. It's a great hub of information for the Benders and Brews podcast. And finally, we would be truly humbled if you would be willing to take the time to leave us a review if your podcast site allows you to do so, such as on iTunes. Or in the case of YouTube, you can hit the like and subscribe button and drop us a comment. Tell us about what you thought about our podcast episodes. It sure would mean a lot to us. Avatar Legends is a tabletop role-playing game created by Magpie Games. Nickelodeon, Avatar, and all related titles, logos, and characters are trademarks of Viacom International Inc., all rights reserved. I also want to thank the following artists who you can find on Fiverr for their amazing creative work on this podcast. Character art was done by Alicio Papadraw. Background art by Kenichi. Music by Joe Tims 215.
Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.